This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're glad you could join us once again today. With the recent Supreme Court decision in King v. Burwell regarding the Affordable Care Act, those in our industry are looking to see just how the ACA will impact structured settlements. Now, to many of you out there, the Affordable Care Act is somewhat better known as Obamacare, but today on Ringler Radio, we're going to welcome a guest to walk us through the maze of Obamacare and the ACA and to talk about what types of cases are impacted by the ACA and what the recent Supreme Court decision means and the effect it has on Medicare and Medicaid, which are two hot-button topics as well. And joining me today as co-host is my Ringler colleague, Mike Z. Mike began his career in our Newport Beach office and has been the managing associate in the Costa Mesa office of Ringler since 2007. So, Mike, welcome to Ringler Radio. Great to have you back. Hey, Larry. Good morning. Super. Well, joining us today as our uh, special guest is Jordan Bossler. Jordan is a director with the AIG Structured Settlement Department. She's worked in the structured settlement profession since 2001 and holds both the Certified Structured Settlement Consultant designation and the Medicare Set-Aside Certified Consultant designation. And Jordan has actually, this is interesting, Jordan, she's read the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act in its entirety, and you stay up to date on all revisions and changes to the act. Well, Jordan, you're one of, you're one of the few people that I know that's actually poured through all of the, uh, the many, many pages of that act to really understand it. So we're really happy to have you here today. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, Jordan, let's uh, begin here by talking about who it is that's currently utilizing the Affordable Care Act in uh, the whole field of settlements. Well, right now, it's being utilized by individuals settling liability claims. And in order to receive some of the subsidies and make health insurance more affordable for individuals, you would need to be between 100 and 400% of the federal poverty level. And generally, this means your income is about $12,000 to $160,000. And if you fall within that range, you or your family, you should receive some sort of subsidy for your health insurance premium. And since this is the majority of Americans, it stands to reason that those entering into settlements are going to also be made up of claimants who would fall within this income range. Okay. Sure. Um, this, how, do, how does the Affordable Care Act affect structured settlements? Well, I think in our industry, we've always been looked to, to answer the questions that are coming up um, surrounding issues with claim resolution. So when Medicare and CMS was first indoctrinating us into their rules and regulations, I think our consultants uh, were looked upon to have to know that information about Medicare or to have the resources to find out that information. And I don't think the ACA is really any different. I think that we're in the same position where 
we in the industry are expected to know the answers to help the claim settle that involves the ACA or a component of the ACA, or we need to be able to point them in the right direction. It's a great opportunity because it, it allows us to have another stream of payment that we can structure at present value cost. And when we're talking about future medical premium, that's quite another cost-saving value that we're bringing to the table as an industry. No question. Mike, I know you've done a few cases along the lines of uh, what Jordan is talking about. Give us, uh, if you could, a couple of examples of of situations where you've used a structured settlement uh, coupled with the uh, the Affordable Care Act to, to resolve some of the problems that you were facing. Well, first, I, I really agree with what Jordan just said. It's, it's a another tool that we now have um, to address future medical concerns. Um, I've used them in workers' compensation cases, a uh, civil case, um, or very close to resolution it involves young man, 23 years old, who dove into a pool um, and unfortunately broke his neck. You know, it was a, the pool, rather than having a deep end and a shallow end, was simply a lap pool. And, um, tragic, tragic. He's a um, um, functioning C5 quad, which means he's got very little movement of his arms. But one of the issues throughout the mediation was how are we going to address his future medical needs, uh, aside from the attendant care, but the medical needs going forward. And, um, you know, when I explained to counsel for plaintiff that, you know, he's covered under mom and dad's policy to age 26, and we can do an ACA policy at that point. And it's concerning. He said he'd done some reading and, and it, you know, the, the cost increases because the ACA is so new. You know, how do we determine what's appropriate? And what we simply did was we, we took the present uh, which is easily determined, you know, what would his premium be for medical coverage under the ACA? Um, mm-hmm. and we took that, and then three years from now, we added a 20% bump to what that monthly benefit would be. Um, and then going forward, we just put a 3% COLA on it. Um, we also did an annual um, deductible fund of $5,000, depending on the planning selects. So this young man medically will be okay going forward. Um, I've also used it in workers' compensation cases where um, people separated from their employment, they, they don't have an ability to buy into the COBRA. So we, we've done premiums for a period of time until either they're Medicare eligible or and just giving getting them back on their feet, um, but yet at the same time have medical coverage for them. So it's it's a great tool. Well, Mike, it sounds great. Uh, you really begun to utilize uh, structures and uh, involve the ACA to uh, help resolve cases, and that's exactly what we want to talk about here today. That's that's what we're going to try and do. Um, Jordan, I had a question for you. Um, you look at the recent Supreme Court case, King versus Burwell, with regard to the ACA. What 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 do you think it means, and why is it important for anyone with a need for medical care? To understand, um, this ruling was extremely important for the state, where um, they are using the health healthcare.gov website to enroll their citizens. So the Supreme Court was ruling on a very specific issue: the states that provide enrollment to private health insurance through healthcare.gov would they be able to offer the subsidies or essentially the cost savings to those who are enrolling that way? And the court upheld those subsidies 
Uh, the statute of PA is written that all states should be able to offer its enrollee subsidies. And but the distinction that they were ruling on was that 16 states in the District of Columbia have their own marketplaces or their own websites for individuals to enroll. And this was important because if only those 17 areas were able to offer this cost savings, then that meant that millions of people would have lost the entire economic benefit the act mandates they are provided. So now everyone, no matter where you live, is able to apply those subsidies to their health insurance premium. Well, that's got to be helpful to, to everyone, really. And uh, I guess, Jordan, what, one of the things that everyone wonders about is, what does all this cost? So give us an, an idea of the financial analysis of ACA. What's the economic impact? What does it all cost? Well, right now, the ACA is very focused on spending millions and millions of dollars, um, hundreds of millions of dollars to support a variety of grants. So they're funding programs that are aimed at reducing long-term expenses, and those are typically individuals with chronic health conditions. And so this would target the Medicaid population very heavily. They're our costliest population in the country regarding health care costs. And in order to collect or recoup some of this cost, um, Title IX of the Act explains in very, very great detail that the taxes that they're imposing on health insurance carriers and on pharmaceutical manufacturers are also in the billions of dollars each year. So that money that's being paid by manufacturers and the health insurance providers just to exist is the way that we're seeing recruitment of the money that's being um, put out for healthcare grants. Uh, and also, healthcare inflation has gone down since the passage of the act. We went from about 7.2% prior to the passage of the law, and now we're seeing healthcare inflation pretty stable at about 3.8%. So it sounds like, uh, based on what you've analyzed here, that you see the ACA as a positive step for the society as a whole versus the, the Medicaid model that, that's been in place for uh, lower-income uh, folks. I do. I think that the General Accounting Office and the RAND Corporation have put, have put out these studies indicating where our inflation levels are. And I think Medicaid is absolutely still the program of choice and what healthcare.gov and what the ACA really wants people to be on if they are, in fact, eligible for Medicaid versus private insurance. Um, but it's certainly shown to be uh, break even or, or ahead on cost right now. And then it's lowering inflation or healthcare inflation is, is lower than it was prior to this law being passed. Well, it's interesting because, as you know, from a political standpoint, there's a, there's a big outcry uh, by some to repeal uh, the ACA and to change it dramatically. Uh, it sounds like the analysis you've been looking into and, and also understanding on your own behalf that this so-called repeal would really put us back in a position that's worse than we have today? I think so. Um, everything that I've read and, and researched, I mean, the public likes this law. We have 16 million more people that are now insured from the passage of this law. And the it's, it's really not a strong political situation or position to be in, um, to be against this law, only because the public is enrolling for health care. 
the public is happy with Medicaid. Medicare coverage has been expanded. So there have been positives that don't make it a popular public opinion to be against this law. Well, it's interesting. Well, I guess we'll see, or we'll all see, uh, as the Republican candidates uh, vie for the presidency, what what kind of uh, kind of comments they're going to have about the ACA. It may even come up in some of the debates. It'll be interesting to see where the uh, discussion uh, goes from here. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now, and in just a minute, we'll be right back on Ringler Radio with more about the Affordable Care Act with our special guest Jordan Boston. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates, the leader in the structured settlements profession nationwide. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler Associates works with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S. No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit RinglerAssociates.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. This is Larry Cohen, your host, and we're talking with my co-host, Mike Z, and our special guest, Jordan Bostler, director with the AIG Structured Settlement Department, on the topic of the Affordable Care Act. Well, uh, Jordan... You're dealing with uh, a few of the really hot button issues out there uh, all day long, and when I when I say that, I mean the Affordable Care Act and its impact on Medicare and Medicaid. And as you know, all three of those issues are uh, right at the forefront of kind of the new uh, claim handling scenario that we all face, uh, having to deal with all these issues on a constant basis. So tell us uh, tell us about how that's going. Well, the Affordable Care Act had a lot of change um, set forth within the law regarding Medicare and Medicaid. So the ACA expanded Medicaid, and that now has included millions of more people who would not have been eligible for Medicaid in the past. Each state has the control to decide if they will or will not expand their Medicaid program, as indicated earlier. Right. And as you know, Medicaid is a federal health insurance program, and it's based on financial need, but it's administered by the states. Mm -hmm. So right now, 30 states and D.C. have expanded their Medicaid program. A couple of other states have legislation that just hasn't been passed, so we should see a few more states within the next couple of months expand their programs. So those who are eligible for Medicaid can opt to actually purchase private health insurance. They can opt out of Medicaid. And that's not something that's really disseminated to the public on healthcare.gov, but you can opt out of Medicaid. What will happen, though, is that you're no longer eligible for any of the subsidies for your premium. So you're going to be paying full price for the private health insurance if you opt out of Medicaid. 
Uh, Medicare is something that cannot be opted out of, but the ACA has expanded Medicare coverage since 2010 and will continue to, to alter or change some of the elements of that program in the next few years as well. Okay, and just to be clear, when, when someone wants to opt out of Medicaid based on their right to do that, even though the subsidies may be no longer uh, they may not they may no longer be eligible for those subsidies, are you saying that they could opt into the ACA and pay premiums for that in lieu of Medicaid? Yes, that's correct. They can purchase private health insurance through their state's website or the federal website. And the only difference would be they'd be paying the same premium. Uh, as somebody who had a, a greater, uh, you know, financial means, they they wouldn't get any benefit from the fact that they happen to have a lower income. Yes, that's correct. Okay, cool. Jordan, um, what's the timeline for implementation of all elements in the ACA? And what's in place now? What's coming up in the way of modifications, tweaks? Um, will it be subject to, you know, lean recovery like MSAs are now? Um, What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think that a lot of people may not have been aware of the changes since 2010. So this law has been around now for over five years. And since 2010, there have been a variety of changes, dozens of changes each year to health and uh, public programs. And if anybody's interested, I can certainly disseminate a timeline that talks about changes in each calendar year since the law has been passed. But as far as looking forward, the next major implementation is coming in 2016. Um, and this, what this is, is employers who have at least 50 employees, but fewer than 100 full-time employees, are now required to report how many employees they have to the IRS. Um, and they're also required to offer them health insurance and their dependents. And if they do not do so, then they're going to be penalized for not offering this coverage. Okay. That was between 50 and 100 employees or 15 and 100? 50, 5-0. 5 Okay. Interesting. Well, the whole ACA awareness is increasing in the structured settlement world. It's increasing in the, in the world at large, uh, little by little. I know a lot of people haven't really focused on a lot of the details as you have, but that's that's what's so important about shows like this. Why is it important for structured settlement consultants, especially, to be able to use all those right tools, including the ACA, as they uh, handle these cases and try to resolve these uh, these sticky problems? Well, I think that we just, as an industry, you know, I, I think that we again have always been right on the forefront of issues as they change settlement resolution, and this is just another law that's going to impact elements involving liability settlements especially. Um, And so it's just so important to either have that information that your client wants or be able to point your client to the resource to obtain the information. Interesting. Makes sense. Jordan, how how is AIG particularly handling the ACA and structures? Well, for quite some time now, they have a, they have, they've had a working group. And that's made up of claims professionals and attorneys. And they're focused on settlement strategy as it applies particularly to cases involving the Affordable Care Act. So since the ACA has now been around for five years, this group has is able to stay abreast of pending and resolve litigation 
that could affect how they resolve their settlements. So it's just a different type of element that no one is necessarily an expert on at this time, but AIG is building themselves up into uh, being able to deal with particular issues that involve this law. Well, that's interesting. And uh, there's so much to this whole subject that we, you can't cover it in one show. And I know every one of these elements that you mentioned is almost a show in itself. Uh, I know the, the concept of how it's going to uh, tailor into Medicaid and Medicare, I'm sure is going to be the subject of another show in the near future. And Jordan, we hope you come back. But in the meantime, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, Jordan, and uh, get some of those details, if they're looking for more uh, about this subject, how would they reach you? They can email me um, at jbossler at structuresag.com, AG for American General, Great. and I'm happy to send them anything that is requested. Super. And Mike, if uh, someone wanted to talk to you about uh, how you've begun to use uh, structured settlements and the ACA, how would they do that? Uh, you can. I can always be reached on my cell phone, 949-355. Four seven one three, or my email is mzea at ringlerassociates.com. That's great. And of course, all of you out there know that any Ringler Associate uh, can be reached by going to our website, ringlerassociates.com. Uh, you get a lot of information there also about the uh, Affordable Care Act and, uh, of course, a lot of other subjects that I think you'll find interesting. And the, the website's been updated. Uh, it's terrific. I, I encourage you to do that. And of course, you can see and hear all the Ringler Radio shows that are on the website. They're also on ringlerradio.com and legaltalknetwork.com. Or you can even go to iTunes where you can download a show and listen at your leisure uh, as you wander around the, the countryside. So uh, with that, I want to say to you, uh, Jordan, thank you very much. Uh, the expertise you, you display is very important for all of us to tap into. And uh, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you very much, Larry. And Mike, thanks for being a great co-host. Always good to talk to you. You too, Larry. Jordan, thank you so much. You, you're just rocket science. Yeah, science is smart on this stuff. <laughs> Terrific. So. Absolutely. I, I, I second that. And uh, with all of that, I want to say to all of our listeners out there, uh, Hope you learned a little bit about the ACA, and I know you encourage you to learn more. But uh, beyond that, just go out and have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. With over a million listeners, Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, Visit ringlerassociates.com today.